Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Now, we have a great show in store for you today. We're going to be talking all about advances in construction equipment. But first, I want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter. And this can help you stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting construction. And if you've looked at it, we've been uh, writing all about BIM, AI, connected tools, job site cameras, and there's a whole bunch of other things up there. So please go up there and check it out. And you could do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. Now, on today's show, we're going to be talking all about advances in construction heavy equipment. And today's construction equipment has capabilities to get more work done actually with fewer machines. And many manufacturers are focused on making their machines smarter through the use of technology. Now, this includes telematics that allows the machine to communicate vital information. And this means looking at intelligent systems on board the equipment that can monitor and make adjustments during work. Now, the challenge is successfully implementing new technology. Now, this requires involvement and ongoing collaboration between the operator and the dealer. And it also means applying best practices for how to leverage the technology. Now, this is what we're going to address on today's podcast. And we're going to look at all the new emerging technology that is providing, I guess you'd say, optimized machines, optimized uptime, and even optimized job sites. And then we're going to take a practical look and how to put good strategies in place and how to use all this great emerging technologies. And I think, finally, I want to actually talk about how ultimately to implement the technology as well as train all of your operators at the job site. I think the end result will be a project that is more productive and even profitable that will help kind of advance all this construction equipment that provides the right diagnostics, I think, when and where you need it the most. What do we talk about? Right in the field. So my guest today can speak on the trends and technology shaping the construction worksite. So please welcome Andrew Collar, Product Marketing Manager at John Deere Worksite. Andrew, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you for having me. So, Andrew, you and I have talked so many times before. I think uh, you're kind of a regular when we really talk about what's happening at uh, the construction job site. So let's get right into it. Let's really talk about what are some of the biggest equipment technologies you see today impacting the construction industry? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Peggy. The first three that, uh, or three that I see for biggest technologies are, first of all, uh, integrated grade control solutions, then telematics like you talked about, and unmanned aerial vehicles. So if we start about with uh, integrated grade control technologies, this is really about enabling operators um, to be more productive quickly, particularly new operators. That's something we hear oftentimes from our customers, that they struggle to get um, skilled operators, and sometimes they even struggle to get any operators at all. So being able to bring 
bring a new person to the job site and get them pr- productive as quickly as possible is a big deal. Um, so that's really what uh, grade control is about. Integrated grade control kind of takes that a step further by implementing things like massless technology where there's less equipment on the machine that needs to be taken on and off every day and it's more integrated into the um, into the function of the machine. Also, there's levels of automation in these new grade control products uh, that make it uh, easier, some of those most difficult tasks, uh, easier for a new operator to, to execute. Um, so that kind of covers one of the really big technologies being grade control. The second is telematics. And, you know, if we uh, went back 10 years ago and talked tel- about telematics, it would be very much about managing fleets, about managing maintenance. But that over the years has evolved to something additional, which um, our dealers play a really big role in, and that is helping monitor the health of machines. So now it's not just about providing data to the customers, but that information related to the health of machines also is communicated to dealers, and they can use that to help uh, customers' machines stay up and going and maximizing uptime on the job site. And then the last one is UAVs, also known as drones. Um, and these are really uh, tools to really quickly acquire data on the job site. And that data can be anything from topography of the job site. It can be the location of where equipment is located and people are located. Um, or it can be the inventory of stockpiles on a job site so a, um, a contractor knows exactly how much material they have to get the job done. And then finally, the, the um, drones or UAVs have been really helpful in uh, helping contractors visualize what's going on the job site and then share that visualization with their stakeholders. So let's let's address that a little bit, Andrew, because I find it interesting. You know, for a long time, we've talked about grade control and we've talked about telematics. And now the big buzz, I think, are all of these drones because we want to be able to get the most out of whether you say typography or inventory or stockpiles, all those things you said. Are we actually doing enough of it? Or are we just starting to just do a surface amount? And there's so much more we can maximize with all of this technology. When we talk about remote diagnostics or typography or inventory, are we doing all that we can do or are we just still skimming the surface? Yeah, I think in a lot of cases, we're still just skimming the surface. Of course, there's been a, a huge amount of advancements uh, over the last 10 years in these areas. But I think even to this date, a lot of contractors are uh, are just kind of skimming the surface. They're, they're getting their feet wet in the technology, understanding some of its capabilities, and little by little implementing it uh, where it makes most sense for their operations. But I, you know, I'd agree with you. If you look five years down the road, it would be really difficult to, um, to say just exactly how much um, more more integrated it could possibly be because there's so much potential out there and so much opportunity for additional benefits in uptime and additional additional benefits in productivity. So if we look at this, if construction companies really start maximizing these technologies and we start putting some really good strategies in place, we're talking about some really great ROI on this, right? I mean, and that's what we're talking about ultimately when they start using all these three things you talked about, right? You know, leveraging technology, leveraging the solutions to optimize machines, optimize uptime, optimize the job sites. We're talking some real bottom line results ultimately here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of our um, one of our great customers, AJ Johns, um, has shared with us that you know putting integrated grade control solutions, uh, which we call smart grade dozers, to work on their job sites, of literally saving them uh, thousands of dollars a day, uh, just because of the additional productivity they're able to get in their job site and the amount of progress they're able to make in a day's time. 
So is it the idea is, you know, you guys have this great line of saying you need to measure machine performance because you can't improve what you don't measure, right? I mean, are we seeing that? Are more and more construction companies realizing the more you measure, the more performance you get, and the more profitability? Because that margins are always, and we said this for years in construction, you can't, you can't see the profitability if you're not measuring it. And by having this information, by having that data, by understanding the data, dealers helping the contractors, there's a lot of opportunity for growth and getting more jobs because you're getting more money at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that productivity data is really important. And also, uh, the frequency of the productivity data is really important. If you think about years past, um, really the only only way you could get a really good, accurate understanding of the progress of the job site is by you know sending a survey crew out and getting a full topography and comparing that to the last time you took topography. And as you know, with uh, survey crews, that's a pretty labor-intensive activity. And sometimes, um, you know, at best, a, a contractor might get that quarterly. But now with a technology like UAVs, for instance, that's something that can be um, captured almost on a daily basis. So that insight that's uh, now available to job site foremen, they, they can use that to make better decisions, make quicker decisions, and uh, and ultimately help them you know make more progress from a daily basis and, and hit the deadlines. It's almost scary sometimes when you talk about using UAVs just to look at stockpiles, to look at inventory, because sometimes you don't even know where that stuff is, and a drone just puts it right in perspective instantly, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the the days uh, of old when we have to climb stockpiles to capture the um, points on the stockpiles and understand their inventory. Now drones can fly over and they get every, you know, every nook and cranny of those stockpiles uh, and are accurate to within 2%, just a level of accuracy that wasn't possible before. And like you say, it, a lot of things in uh, areas where stockpiles are located are very difficult to see. But now with a drone, you have uh, complete visibility to the entire job site and stockpiles included. One of the other big things that we talk about is machine performance. And I know we've talked about this many times before, but I really believe that's such an important part of this about being able to understand, you know, the fuel kind of burn per machine per job, you know, fuel level, that diagnostics, that hydraulic temp overload, you know, the payload information. I mean, I can go on and on and on. But I think sometimes when you get the maximum out of your machine, you're really maximized, especially when we talk about the heat today. I mean, we're talking about working in job sites that in temperatures that are just ridiculous. But knowing what you're doing on a job site and optimizing those machines makes a lot of difference when you're out there. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely correct. You know, and as, you know, if we if we look specifically at the example of job sites that are really high temperature, in the past it was really uncomfortable for operators to operate in high temperatures. Now we have um, heated and air conditioned cabs that make the environment a lot more tolerable inside the cab. But then it also allows that machine to be you know put in much higher temperatures. And uh, in the past, when we weren't monitoring the machines, it was always up to the operator to be, be very watched, very closely watching their hydraulic temperatures and their coolant temperatures, and if they were focused on the task at hand, they might not have been viewing those things as closely as um, they would have liked. But now in the days of, of telematics, it's not just that one operator being able to monitor. Now it's the job site foreman. It's anybody um, on that line of command that's getting telematics information that can help monitor um, the health of that machine or the temperature of that machine. And if it starts to rise, they can, can proactively go out there, clean out the, the cooling package, and, and uh, you know do the maintenance that's required to keep the machine cool and ultimately keep that 
that machine going, uh, providing more uptime and, and ultimately more predict- productivity as well. We have a big challenge. One of the things is we could say we have operators out there who actually understand that, but we've got a generational gap, right? We also have a training issue now because we have a lot of seasoned operators who are retiring or and we don't have an experienced trained group going out there and saying, I'm going to run these highly technically equipped, ca- getting those cabs who know how to run these high tech machines. What are we doing about actually implementing and training these new set of operators to go out there and run these these high tech machines? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a huge challenge. You hit the nail on the head. And, you know, a lot of things are happening from an industry standpoint. We work with a lot of um, the local unions to help uh, put training content together for them so that they can train operators. We also equip our dealers with tools and resources so that they're ready to um, train their customers and train their operators to ensure that, you know, they hit the ground running and understand each of the functions of the machine. And then there's also, a, you know, there's also a big onus on, uh, on the manufacturers as well to ensure that although we're putting a lot of new technology in these machines, we're making them as walk-up easy, if you will, as they can possibly be. So you don't have to be an expert in grade control technology. You don't have to be an expert in machine health monitoring and telematics, but you can still extract the value with some basic knowledge and understanding of of the machine and its operations um, without, again, having to have that technical savvy of of somebody that has an advanced degree in it. Is that really possible when you say that? Is that really possible right now to be able to have just someone to go up and operate a machine? I mean, we still have to have the proper training before we can get somebody in these cabs to run them. I mean, because we're talking about just from the safety side, because I look at that right now is safety is such a key factor in this. And we have to make sure that those that are running these have the right training and know because job sites are very active you know, sites. And not only do they have to be properly trained, but we have to make sure that we take that safety and in, in think about it and put that into the equation here because, you know, they're just, they sometimes can have 2,000, 3,000 people on a job site. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Training is absolutely critical. We, we we want to make things as easy as possible to to operate, but at the end of the day, there's a huge amount of responsibility um, on the operator to keep the machine operating safely and um, to get the job done productively. So it's a it's a it's a major task. It's definitely a goal for uh, for us to be able to manufacture equipment that's as easy as possible to operate. But but you're certainly right, Peggy. The training is a key element. Do you think right now that we are going to get past this crossroads that we're at right now? And how long do you think it's going to take to get there? Because that's something we've been focusing a lot on as an industry saying, we've got to do something. We've got to get this next generation interested in moving to to construction versus saying, I want to go to Uber or Google or Amazon, that construction really has great career opportunities that they need to come to, that this is a great opportunity because you're learning sophisticated machinery, but it's a great career opportunity and it, it, and it pays well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's definitely a culture shift required there because, you know, gone are the days that uh, this is about being in the dust and dirt and, um, you know, just pushing material around all day. It's a lot more, um, there's a lot more opportunities. There's a, you know, it's a lot more challenge from day to day. And it is, uh, this equipment is as advanced as anything that we see on the road um, or anything being developed in the automotive space. And so it's uh, it's definitely an opportunity, but it's going to take, uh, it's going to take a cultural change. It's going to take a lot of communication and a lot of uh, promotion 
promotion with, uh, you know, those that are coming up to the ranks of grade school and middle school and high school to give them some exposure to all the offerings that are out there and, you know, the importance that uh, building infrastructure and supporting uh, this country as it has been supportive over the, over the last decades. So then why has it taken so long for technology to be embraced at the job site? Because I think it's something that just seems to be such a natural extension of everything we do. And it just seems like technology at the job site or in construction, we should be leapfrogging some of these other industries because I see sensors and our roads and bridges and the ASCE gave us a D plus in our infrastructure. For heaven's sakes, we should be booming right now and doing all kinds of things because look at, we're going to have a water shortage. We got dams and bridges breaking. I mean, we should be building all over the place. Yeah, well, you know, with respect to individual customers, what we see a lot is, you know, customers are really intimidated by all the technology offering out there. And, and it, it, it's kind of uh, the analogy that we oftentimes hear. It's kind of like a customer that uh, goes to the store to buy a brand new TV and they they decide, okay, I'm going to buy this brand new TV. And they go, they put it on the wall. And the first thing they, they turn it on and the first thing that's shown is a, um, is a commercial for another new TV, even better than the one they just bought. And all of a sudden they have buyer's remorse because they didn't get the latest and greatest technology. Because it evolves so quickly, and that's uh, you know that's what we're seeing in our industry right now is there's kind of a hesitancy, there's an uncomfort, uncomfortable um, feeling when it comes to this new technology because of how rapidly it's changing. Uh, but it really just comes down to uh, to us being able to communicate effectively to to customers what this can do for their job sites and let them know that uh, you know whether it's technology today or tomorrow, it's all about putting it to work for them to improve uptime and, and productivity, and and now is the time to invest. And it's kind of interesting because right now we have to, as an industry, understand that technology, no matter what you implement, is going to make a difference in your bottom line. If margins are thin, investing in technology is clearly going to make a difference. And staying on the sidelines is probably the worst thing that as an industry we could do, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a, you know, we we hear that a lot from our customers that it's it's not so much that they wanted to invest in technology, it's that they couldn't afford not to invest in technology because they simply weren't competitive without leveraging technology like integrated grade control solutions or even telematics to to better uh, manage and utilize their fleet. So looking at it overall, you know, what do you kind of foresee or foreshadow or whatever as some of the most pressing issues on the job site today, when we look at this, kind of that maybe technology is going to help. I mean, we talked about them. We've talked about diagnostics. We've talked about remote monitoring and things like this. But what are you seeing we've really got to do at the job site to make a difference? Um, and I know we've talked about managing fleets and telematics, but what are you really seeing maybe in the next couple of years, five years? I know it's kind of hard to say, but what do you really see? So, you know, if I was to project over the next couple of years, what I would say is, you know, there's going to be a continued focus, if not even an increased focus, on how we can uh, implement levels of automation so that we can we can make our equipment easier to operate, and then we can help ease one of the biggest pain points we have, which we've talked about, which is the lack of skilled operators and period, you know, lack of operators, period, do everything that we can to uh, integrate higher levels of automation so we can we can make our equipment easier to operate. We can attract that talent, um, you know, let them know that there's uh, really advanced equipment running on construction sites doing very important work and uh, and hopefully help to fill that gap both from a, um, a workforce standpoint as well as an equipment standpoint. When we look at that and we talk about implementing the levels of automation and getting those operators and attracting the talent, 
is it going to be the idea that we have the technology or are they going to say, look, I believe you need me, but you still don't have the technology to inspire me to want to come. So it's a double-edged sword in trying to get those millennials, Generation Z. So the construction companies are going to have to invest in order to get that that young, brilliant, you know, next innovative technology person who says, I'll come, but you've got to have the technology that's going to inspire me to want to be there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The technology is majorly attractive to uh, to the generation that we're looking to integrate into the future job sites. <clears throat> the other thing is, is you know, just being able to connect um, what it is that they do every day to the greater good, so that they see that higher purpose of of what they're working on and what they're delivering, and that that's a big deal. And I think a lot of times that's overlooked. Um, the satisfaction that comes from seeing something go from uh, you know its current disheveled state to something that's really really fantastic and, and highly productive, and and I think the combination between, you know, kind of drawing them through the technology that's available and then kind of, you know, pulling their hearts into uh, into the construction business. Both of those are key elements. When you look at right now where we've come from, would you say, though, that the industry has really progressed, though? I mean, looking at an industry that we, people have said we've been a laggard industry, I would say this industry has really embraced a lot of solutions. I mean, I look at drones. Here's an industry a couple of years ago we weren't even talking about drones. And look at how we're now really using them more than I would even say just a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Drones are a great example of something that, you know, was just basically recreational a couple of years ago. And now, you know, basically in and around uh, the last Con Expo, it's uh, completely changed. And now that technology has uh, really changed the face of the job site in a very short period of time. And it's technology evolutions like that that happen that rapidly that are going to make the big productivity changes in our industry. When you think of things right now and other technologies, we talk about artificial intelligence, machine learning. Do you see the construction industry as one that's going to say, look, we're going to be implementing all of this and it's going to be embraced in the things we're doing even more so than what we're doing now in our sensors, in our big data, in the Internet of Things? Do you see all this in telematics really shaping hold in what we're going to be doing going forward? Yeah, I think, you know, I think all of those are great examples of, of us making smarter equipment and helping, um, our, our customers make better decisions. So there is, you know, you hit the nail on the head. There's more sensors on equipment. There's more information being gathered equipment than ever before. Um, and now the, the challenge is for us to kind of dynamically take that information and use it to uh, allow, uh, contractors and foremen to make better decisions and allow us as manufacturers to make more productive equipment that works better with the operators that are in the seat. Well, I really appreciate all the time. Andrew Kaler, you are the product marketing manager with John Deere. You're actually with the Worksite and the Forest Site Group. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Peggy. I really appreciate it. All right, so today you're seeing the emergence of intelligent systems on construction equipment, and the machines are providing data to help operators make really great decisions, and that's what's really exciting because I think this will ultimately lead to more productive and profitable job sites. But first, I think it starts with training and encouraging operators to start leveraging technology, and we're going to see all of this happen in time. But first, we've got to get those great operators. So that's all the time we have for today. But before we go, I want to remind you to stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter. And you can do that 
by visiting the ConExpo, conag.com slash subscribe. And as always, I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Thank you for tuning in to ConExpo, ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.